0: Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we break down our Bears cap casualties and grade the 2021 draft class. A-Dub, what's the good word, fam?
1: Man, I'm gonna be good, Prez, man. The weather isn't as crazy as it has been, so we kind of getting close to that Mars time frame. I'm good.
0: Well, don't speak too soon, A-Dub, because they're talking about some damn snowstorm or some shit Thursday. You know, I got to get down to Champagne, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed.
1: Oh, no. I hope, I hope not, man. I hope no snow.
0: But to your point, yeah, the weather has kind of calmed down a little bit. It's been decent lately, but please, please, Mother Nature,
1: cooperate. I
0: ain't trying to drive two hours in no damn snowstorm. <laughs> Heck no, man. I hope this will be some safe travel. But again, audience, you know, we're getting close to March here, so hopefully <laughs> we get closer to some better weather, some better vibes, and we can take off these damn winter coats and start
1: to enjoy ourselves a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, enjoy the sun, get out. People like to run a little bit, whatever, but no one wants to be in that cold, cold weather in Chicago. No, sir. No, sir. But, hey, as we told the audience, what
0: we're going to do on this episode, we're going to give our predictions on potential cap casualties, and we're going to grade that 2021 draft class. But before we get there, audience, I know you guys saw it. The Bears signed some inside linebacker depth, Noah Dawkins. When I saw that news that they – published on their uh, team website, A-Dub. I said, okay, all right, well, a little undrafted uh, free agent that the that the Bears are looking at here. Looks like a, a nice little athletic piece here. So I'm like, all right, Ryan Pose. He realizing, you know, it's time to get to work. So I,
1: I like it, A-Dub. I like it. Yeah, man, you love the fact they're getting right to work right away, man. So making some little small moves, but hey, they're working. So the one thing about this guy is
0: very solid special teamer player for the Jets last season. And so... When I look at that, we could never have too much of that on this roster. And again, with us switching over to that 4-3 scheme, this is one of those moves where you look at it and you say, hey, it's, it's worth a shot here. Give the kid, a, uh, you know, a shot, see how he performs. I get him in here before the OTAs, you know, kind of get him acclimated to everything and, and see what happens. So, hey, you're going to probably see Ryan Poles make a lot of these type of moves, audience. So we'll see. But honestly, when I saw this move, I looked at it, I said, hey, solid special teams got a check. Inside linebacker.
1: Okay, I'm good with that because, hey, the more to marry. <laughs> there you go, Perez. And like you had mentioned already, man, same players up for success by getting them man early. Yeah, because as I've talked about it many
0: times, A-Dub, there's a number of holes on this team. Wide receiver, offensive line, corner. And I'm, I have no issue with them trying to beef up the linebacker position as well if they, if they see fit. So anyway, audience, we're going to get into it. So – when you think about potential guys that the Bears can cut audience, this, and there's a couple guys that I want to talk to you guys about because when I'm looking at contracts, when I'm just looking at performance and I look at the path ahead, the first guy, and this is a guy that A-Dub has talked about in the past, Eddie Goldman, A-Dub. I think there's a strong chance that this guy could get cut for this upcoming season.
1: Prez, I mean, I'm 100% agreement with you because we saw Eddie Goldman, right? We saw him opt out for a year, right, Prez? Then last year we saw him, you know, um, not do so well. He had injuries, um, COVID thing came up again. He haven't given us much at all. And then when he played Fred, he gave us probably one decent game, maybe against the Ravens that you and I talked about, but overall, not much at all. So I'm with you, man. He may be the cap casual.
0: And it's unfortunate because Eddie Goldman was one of my like guys on this team. I, I think back to when he got his contract, ex- when he got his contract extension, he was one of the most underrated nose tackles in the NFL to me. He took on double teams. He did all the dirty work. And he made the guys around him look really good. So it was really disappointing to see the type of season that he had last year. And with that contract that I just mentioned, hey, they released him. That's $11 million in cap savings savings coming the
1: Bears' way. So that might be something that the Bears may find, you know, uh, maybe a tough decision as far as letting him go because he's a good guy, but maybe the right move to make from a business standpoint. Yeah, I think the big decision is going to be, with Poles and Eber, Eberflus
0: if Goldman is going to be a fit for the new 4-3 skate. I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that they're going to have to, like, really take a look at. Or if it's more beneficial and more cost-effective for them to find a replacement elsewhere and save that money.
1: That's a great point right there, Perez. And you know with polls, you know, he's already out there working hard right now, Perez. He probably could be looking at a replacement right now. That's true. So
0: when I look at that situation – I'm not I'm not upset with that if, if it were to, to come to fruition that
1: way. I wouldn't be uh I wouldn't be upset at all. No, not at all, Press. Based upon that production. Another guy, Tariq Cohen. I really hate to
0: think that way about Tariq, but listening to some of the comments that he made recently, it seems like Tariq Cohen is a little nervous. And I don't want to put words in his mouth, so maybe I won't say nervous. I think it's in the back of his mind about getting re-injured. We remember as Bulls fans here in this town, what went on with Derrick Rose when Derrick Rose tore his ACL. Derrick Rose had to get over the mental hurdles of that injury before he was able to get back on the court. And I wonder if the same thing is going on with Tariq Cohen because he kind of let it slip out that, hey, (laughs) he doesn't know how he feels about coming back, you know, just based on that injury. And we don't know. Tariq could have had a second knee surgery for all we know
1: because they said that there were setbacks. Yeah, Perez, and with all that, you're right, man, the mental aspect of it plays a big factor. And then just even looking at overall, Perez, you know, where he's at mentally, it doesn't seem like he's in a good place to really, like you said, really want to play. So that may be that may be something that the team got to look at, evaluate that part of that. hey, he hasn't played in such a long time now, right? So it's like, hey, is that also playing an impact on him too? So not playing, the fact that you injured yourself in 2020, then setbacks. All that stuff adds up. So now you're like, hey, from a business standpoint, do you really want to keep him? So I think your point, Perez, that they might make him a cap casualty because of all that.
0: Well, so this is is my thing when I look at it. Yeah, he tore the ACL week three, 2020 season. A lot of people expected him back this 2021 season. He missed the whole season. Okay. Right. Honestly, I'm more of the, the thought process. I know there's a lot of Bears fans that may disagree with me when I say this, but I think the players should listen to their bodies. I yeah. think if you, for some reason, don't feel right, then who am I to say whether you should get back out there on the field or not? However, this is also a business. Yep, It's a results-oriented business. And so when you have a guy like this that signed a contract extension, and we talk about how deep this position group is, what Montgomery, what Khalil Herbert. So when you have guys like that, that one-two punch, it could make Tariq expendable, especially if the organization looks at this situation and thinks
1: he may not be close to coming back even in 2022 season. Yeah, you bring up a good point, Press. And now you start talking about player personnel and what other guys on this team have been able to do. Like in some gadget plays, we use Grant in some of those plays, right? So it's like, well, Tariq Cohen, there have been some guys that came on board who've been able to take some of the things that you do well. So is it all worth, Chris, keeping them right? Because now we have, look at the plays, the snaps. What snaps is he going to be that's going to make him different than some of these other guys, right? And if, that not, if it's not that many, then, hey, you can probably move on from him. Yeah, but I still like what Tariq Cohen, if healthy and
0: at 100%, I like what he brings to the table. I mean, he brings a dynamic game-changing ability that not a lot of people on this roster have. However, if we're going a, a Tariq Cohen that's 80%, 85%, and then he's mentally not all the way there, then that's kind of when I look at it and say he could be shaping up to be a guy that they look at moving away from.
1: Yeah. I like your point where you're going at, though. Where is he at physically, too, right? Is he back to what he used to be? Or we got some concerns that it's I haven't seen him, but I wonder where he's at physically, too. Exactly. Exactly. Danny Trevathan is another guy,
0: audience, that I'm kind of looking at here and wondering have we seen the last of Danny? Now, you guys know have a ton of respect for Danny Trevathan. He's had a really solid NFL career. Injuries just have really, um, they've really run uh, run amok with him, uh, if you will, over the last couple seasons here in Chicago. And to be honest with you, I'm sure Danny's probably thinking it's probably coming anyway. So with the Tariq Cohen situation, we could have saved about $4 million. If the, if the Bears look at moving away from Danny Trevathan, that's another $3.2 million in cap savings coming our way.
1: Yeah, Perez, you know what you're and I know you talked a lot of great things about him, Perez, about his leadership and all that good stuff. But we also talked about his opportunities too, right, you and I. And one of the things that you and I talked about the, the previous season, not last season, but the year before, was around the fact that he couldn't stay, he couldn't cover anyone, right? He's had some difficulties in that area. And I still think that may be an issue for him going forward because he's not getting younger, right? He's now had a lot of injuries and got a lot of mileage. I know he's a young guy, but he got a lot of mileage on him. So um, he might be one of those guys who get hit because of that reason too. Yeah, but, I mean,
0: you also just not even just the fact with the injuries, which, yeah, that's a good point. He has been on the decline because of those injuries the last couple years. But even when healthy, he lost his starting job to Alec Ogletree. And I think that's something that's worth noting. And so, to me, it's hard to imagine Trevathan factoring into the Bears' plans here in 2022. I'm with you there, Perez, no doubt. So, I mean, that one right there to me should be a no-brainer. But, again, a guy that I have tons of respect for. I love what he brings to the table. Great locker room guy. But, I mean, A-Dub, <laughs> like I said, this is a results-oriented business. And with them shifting to that 4-3, I can see a situation where they're going to really be looking to beef up that linebacker position, especially with people that can cover in space. Because to the point that you made, we talked about that a lot with Danny. There yep. were times you are like, hey, um... He's a liability out there at times and
1: Things happen like it's a business for, like you were saying, man. It's what have you done for me lately. And for him, he has not done much at all lately.
0: The other guy, and this is one that I'm just really kind of just throwing out here just to kind of see what the audience thinks. Honestly, I think he'll come back and be our backup quarterback. But Nick Foles, potential $3 million cap savings if he's cut. So a what do you think about that
1: one? I think we should not cut Nick Foles. Because I know you like, we should have traded him. You and I talked about Nick Foles in the past, about him being traded. Unfortunately, stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: he, he should have be definitely, <laughs> definitely been traded last year. So
1: now we're in a point to where we got to keep it because Andy Dalton, right? His contract is going to be over, right? If it was the one year deal for him. They're going to need a backup. I mean, sometimes quarterbacks starting quarterbacks get hurt. You need somebody that's serviceable, right? So you talk about the fact how much you're going to save on him if we cut him. I mean, that's like you might be stuck with him for another year. So, and the thing is, Foles knows the players, knows the team a little bit as well. So it's like, Why not keep the guy based upon the circumstances? Well,
0: when you factor in the other moves that I talked about earlier with your Trevathans and your Goldman and and Tariq Cohen, and you factor it in with a $3 million savings on on the Nick Foles, you can go out there and get your backup quarterback. However, I don't see it happening, but it's just another guy that I looked at potentially that they could look at. However, he's going to have a $10.6 million cap hit in 2022. We're going to pay our backup quarterback, potential backup quarterback, Almost eleven million dollars a season to hold the clipboard.
1: Ouch! 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 <laughs> that's tough, right there to sell. That's
0: one you of the mean, Ryan, that's that's a Ryan Pace parting gift, right there.
1: Man, Ryan Pace screwed up big time with that press, but that's another story, another story. But yep. the fact is, when it comes down to our boy, you know, Justin Fields, right? What if Justin Fields have to miss some games, right? I am just looking about preparing for the for the unknown in a way. But you're right; we probably could get another. Quarterback, but is it all worth it again? Yeah, I don't
0: think so. But just another guy was kind of just throwing out there just to, just to kind of get some engagement with the audience, mm-hmm. get their thoughts. But even if you don't go that route with Nick Foles, I think the other guys. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty fair to say that those guys could be cut. That says fifteen million dollars in cap space with those others ones. With those other ones, if you add Nick Foles, it bumps it up to eighteen million dollars. So we talked like- about it on the last episode. Ryan Poles has like $30 million in cap space at his disposal. Imagine what he could do a free agency with another
1: $15, $18 million, you know, for him to be able to use. Hell yeah, that's a very good point right there. Yeah, that that, that can be an intriguing thought process for um, Poles uh, when it comes down to it, for decision-making he has to make. Right. Now, I had a couple people
0: that have reached out to me and they were like, hey, uh, I don't know if, when you guys are going to talk about cuts and cap casualties on the team, but somebody was like, the Bears should cut Eddie Jackson. And I just kind of smirked on the phone, and I, <laughs> and I said, it's not happening.
1: No, it's not happening, bro. I mean, we can look at it. How many ways we can look at it? But on this team here, on this Bears team, I hate to say it this way, but he's the best we got. So it's not we got anybody that's better than that I've seen so far.
0: Well, this is my thing. You're not going to cut him because of the salary and the, and the contract extension. True. You're not going to find a team that's going to trade for him. So at right. that point, you just have to deal with him, and hopefully – he returns back to that Eddie Jackson that we all missed because good Lord, man, it's been a while, Eddie. And listen, people can't talk about him in the tackling because last year that wasn't the issue. The issue for me with Eddie Jackson was like, what happened to those game-changing plays?
1: What right. happened to being that fucking, you know, playmaker out there? What happened to him? Yep, you're right, Prince. the ball hawk you always talked about. Getting yep. some interceptions, man. He hasn't done that part of it.
0: No, uh-uh. And then Khalil Mack was somebody else that so somebody brought up to me. You ain't cutting Khalil Mack. So. <laughs> <laughs> let that go. Let that go. No, we keep Mac it Mack, baby. <laughs> no. Three, he's got three years left on that deal. $30 million cap hit. You're not eating that kind of money. Whatever nah. way you're slicing it, you're not releasing or trading to Khalil Mack. And guess what? I want Khalil Mack on this team. I want to see what he's going to be able to do in this new defensive scheme. And I want to see what they, what they have planned for him. I want to see what Allen Williams has in mind for a Khalil Mack paired up with a Robert Quinn. So no way. So to those individuals, I appreciate y'all for, for rocking and listening, to, rocking with us and listening to this show and, and wanting to throw a couple things out there. We are not cutting Eddie Jackson. We are not cl- cutting Khalil Mack. All right, Adele, before we get out of here, man, let's talk about this 2021 draft class. So a lot of times we have taken some subtle shots at the, the previous administration on the show. <laughs> yep. So I want to close the loop. On the Ryan Pace era here by talking about his draft class. Justin Fields, what grade do you give him for the 2021 season? And also, what grade do you give that
1: draft pick itself? I get a draft pick itself in A. The season that Justin Fields had, I would give it a C. Um, he gives a lot to you know let's say let's say we have a lot He a lot he has a lot of potential right, for the future. We see all the great things he can do for us. It's about him putting it all together because we lost saw also some turnovers. We saw the good and we also saw the bad. The good to me is going to outweigh the bad. The guy can definitely throw Perez. When you got time, he can do a lot of great things. Uh, But it's also what he does when he's under pressure sometimes, right? The turnovers and things that nature. Draft pick,
0: that speaks for itself. Definitely an A. I give him a C, uh, just a regular C. And this is the thing. This is no knock against Justin Fields. I thought Justin Fields, I thought he was solid. I thought that a lot of uh, things happened around him that also affected his grade, meaning scheme, play calling, the fact that they were not targeting or utilizing Allen Robinson. There was just a lot of things that were going into that were going against Justin Fields, the offensive line. So I'm not going to get into all that, but I give him a C, a lot of ups and downs for him, but that's to be expected. He's a rookie quarterback coming into the NFL. Correct. But, I think there was a lot of times where Justin showed his raw talent, that athleticism, and he showed a lot of signs of potential. And it's oozing for us. And so while he did have those struggles, and while I do give him a C for 2021, I'm looking so much I'm looking so much forward A dub to training camp, OTAs, to this preseason. I really want to see what Justin Fields does
1: from year one to year two here in his NFL career. Yes, you are definitely right, Pres, and we've seen this kid you know, start to make some progression as well throughout the season. But man, you're right, Pres, I'm excited for him coming in. So the next season, hey, he looks like he's going to be ready, much more prepared, and it looks like things going to be geared around him to help him succeed. So I'm looking forward to it. All
0: right, for Tevin Jenkins, I gave that draft pick an a A-minus at the time, but when I look at Tevin Jenkins on the 2021 season, I got to get a guy a D plus. His rookie season was, just for a lack of better words, it just sucked. He, the guy was injured, he missed a ton of playing time. When he did kind of get some playing time in there, I thought that he wasn't ready. He had a lot of turnover. I mean, he had a lot of penalties, just mm-hmm. a lot of different things that I think he's gonna have to work through to improve in his career. But the one thing that I'm encouraged by is the fact that he did have Jason Peters in that locker room, somebody that he can learn from, somebody that he can watch, somebody that he can talk to and have those conversations. So I think the sky's the limit for this kid, but for the 2021 season they dug. Got to give Big Tev a, a D-plus, man.
1: Man, Perez, look, you and I not that far off. <laughs> you know, you gave him a D-plus, I gave him a D, Perez, because um, I thought it was incomplete, you know. Uh, I thought the draft pick itself, I gave it an A. It ain't hurt, right? One thing I give him credit for, Perez, is his toughness. Um, the fact why I call it incomplete, because the fact he's been injured, he didn't play much. For all reasons, the injury... That's solely not your fault, but it is what it is, man. So, but I would just say the fact that the limited time he played, right? I saw some great things. I also saw some, some things that I think need to clean up. You hit the penalty piece of already, but what I saw that was great was the fact that he wanted to protect this quarterback. That's something I haven't seen, that kind of nastiness on the field from a lot of these guys on the offensive line that you and I talked about. So the fact that he's showing that ability for his, I just can imagine what he's gonna be able to do once he can get everything and able to put it all together.
0: Yeah, I think that there's some signs to show that he will be able to develop into a tackle on this team. I don't know if it's going to be on the left or the right side. That That's to be determined. But to your point, he has shown a little bit of that nasty streak that we haven't seen since a Kyle Long. And a Olin Cruz has been here on the Bears offensive line. So I welcomed it. So honestly, Big Tiv, this is going to be a very important offseason for you. And I hope that he's putting in that work right now. Yeah, I hope so too, Perez. Larry Borum, I gave that draft pick at the time a C plus. Larry Borum for the 2021 season, I gave a C plus as well. Now, this is the one thing that I would say. I talk shit about some of the parting gifts that Ryan Pace left us, but when I look at the fact that a Larry, a Larry Borum, fifth-round draft pick, and what he was able to do in that 2021 season, a lot of promise for this kid, man. I really liked what I saw from Larry. I mean, the guy was thrown in there as a rookie, and he was pretty solid, man, out in, you know, in there. And there, was a, there was a stretch of games where he was going up against top-tier pass rushers, And he was holding his own against them. So when I look at a kid like this, I'm like, he's a
1: potential building block down that offensive line. Perez, I'm with you, man. I didn't know what we were getting with Larry Bauer, really. You know, when we actually drafted him, you're right, I kind of gave him a C from when we drafted him. And then seeing how he played, I gave him a C plus. I said, man, this guy's exceeded my expectation. You know, like you say, got thrown into the wolves right away, man. And then done well. He held his own ground. He has gotten better throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, I I just got to go back to it. Nick
0: Bosa, TJ Watt. Those are two top-tier pass rushers. And he allowed one sack between those two players. So... A lot to, a, we got a lot to be thankful for with this type of a talent. Also, he showed a lot of versatility this season because they had him switch from right tackle. You remember that. Yep, he started yep. all his games over there on the right side, but then he moved over to left tackle when
1: Tevin Jenkins got hurt. That's facts, man. That is facts right there. He really didn't do really, bad.
0: No, he didn't do bad at all. I thought he was very solid when he played over there on the left. Mm-hmm. Not only in run blocking, but pass pro as well. So like Absolutely. I don't know what's going to happen with this offensive line, but I do think when I see a guy like Larry Borum here, man, I have a lot of things to just be very positive about when I think about him, and Tevin as well. I just think that mm-hmm. Tevin's going to have to
1: clean up a lot of his stuff when it comes to the penalties and obviously right.
0: just staying healthy. You know,
1: That's true, too. Absolutely, Perez. But I tell you, man, I do like what we see in Borum, man. You hit a good point about his versatility. Khalil Herbert, I gave that draft pick at the time a C C+. When
0: I look at Khalil Herbert on the 2021 season A-Dub, I give him a B-minus. This guy started the season as the third running back on the depth chart. He was behind not only David Montgomery, but he was behind Damian Williams. Yep. And you and I, when we were at Hallis Hall, we talked about some of the things that we noticed with Khalil Herbert and said, man, this guy runs with nice little bursts. You saw him. They had him back there, kickoff return. We were like, okay. They had him trotting him out there, punt return. We didn't know what was going to happen with this kid. Well, guess what? He emerged this season. The guy showed promise not only in preseason with the, in the kickoff return game, but he showed promise running the fucking football. Now, we know early on in the season he was mostly used just in the kick return game where he did pretty well. Right. But late in that season is when you start to see Khalil Herbert getting those carries. And you remember he mm-hmm. split time with Damian Williams and what he do? My man had his first touchdown for his career, average over four yards per rush and some nasty, tough running yards, man. Tough running yards, right? Yes, absolutely. The next couple weeks from there,
1: when Montgomery and Williams were hurt, Khalil Herbert was the lead dog, and he did his thing. Press, I am totally with you with everything you shared, man. What I would add to this, man, is that I've been impressed. I gave him a C like you did, Press, but I also gave him a B for for what he did for the season. And I'm like, man, this kid has shown me a lot that he can actually – Hold it down if something was to happen to Montgomery in the near future. This guy's serviceable, like you talked about Perez, He went out that ran hard Perez, he can handle it. He can handle the workload. I like what I saw in Khalil Herbert. I'm looking forward to seeing this kid continue to get some, some opportunity.
0: So just to make sure that the audience uh, isn't confused by what you were saying, he gave the draft pick by Ryan Pace a C. He gave Khalil Herbert's production on the season a B. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to Daz Newsome. So you mentioned the word incomplete earlier. I think it would be more appropriate to put that label on Daz Newsome's season because Daz Newsome was hurt. He spent a lot of time on the practice squad. But I'll tell you one thing. At the time when we drafted Daz Newsome where we got him, I gave the draft pick a B-. minus. But I have to give Daz Newsome an incomplete grade on the 2021 season. But, again, I think that this kid is going to have a lot of potential. I really like the explosiveness that he plays with. When he got his opportunities out there, Daz flashed on tape. And I think you're going to see a situation here in this 2022 season that we're going to start to see Daz
1: Newsom being utilized a lot more than he was in the last offense. Yeah, Chris, I am with you. Uh, Daz Newsom, I gave it a B um, for the draft pick. And then, the, like I said, for the, for the season, incomplete. I can't wait to see this kid get more opportunities for us, more snaps, more chances for to play, because I think this kid got something, man. Yeah, he's 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 solid. Um, and like I said,
0: you and I both were excited about the draft pick. I liked what I saw from him when I was watching him at Hallis Hall. And again, just the timing of him getting hurt, it, it sucked. And like I said, I, I really hope that we, he gets utilized and given opportunities that he was not given in the last uh, regime. So, Daz Newsome, incomplete for the 2021 season, but looking forward to seeing what he does here next season. Thomas yes, Graham, sir. Thomas Graham Jr. I gave that draft pick at the time a C C+. When I look at Thomas Graham for the season, I give the man a B-. Now, if he hadn't gotten a shot, he, he probably would have been another incomplete like Daz Newsom because Thomas Graham Jr. spent a significant amount of time on the practice squad this season. And this was a big indictment that I had with this coaching staff with evaluating talent because with the problems that we had at the cornerback position, and I'm not going to retrace anything that we've already said on the show. You guys know the rest. You had a guy like that on the practice squad that was not getting an opportunity, and when he got an opportunity to play, he played pretty damn well. And so when I look at a Thomas Graham Jr., that's a potential building block that you have either at the corner position or in the, in the slot. But either way, this is a kid right here that has a fucking nose for the football a tough player, and he's pretty solid in coverage. So I gave him a B-minus for the 2021
1: season, A-Dub. I gave him the same, Perez, Well, what you gave him. Um, But I will say, add to what you're saying, is the fact that this kid, man, when he played against the Vikings, he showed me a hell of a lot, Perez, in coverage. And I was like, man, I like this kid, man. What Points on why, right? But the thing is, I am looking forward, again, to seeing him play the next season, man. Because, I mean, I think he has a lot of potential, Perez, to be great.
0: I get you. I get you.
1: All right, so... Kyrus Tonga is our last player. A-Dub, what you got? I gave Chris Tonga, um, for the
0: draft
1: pick, I gave him a C. Kyrus for the Tonga. season. Yep. I gave him a C for the uh, draft pick, and I gave him a, a B for how he played. I thought Chris Tonga showed me more than I expected. I thought he was a good service guy. Matter of fact, he may have played better than Eddie Goldman for the season, you asked me, Perez. I thought he was the guy that came in, uh, really put a lot of pressure at times on, on the quarterback. So I really see a lot of upside for him going forward.
0: Yeah, I thought that when when we drafted him, I liked the move. And so at the time, I liked the move. I thought where they drafted him, I thought it was a really, really solid draft pick. So I gave it a B at the time. I give him a B as well for the season. He wasn't a high-profile rookie or anything like that. But I'll tell you one thing. He saw a lot of action out there on the field. He played in 15 games and started two games. And I thought that he was very physical out there. Strength is a big part of this guy's game, <laughs> right? Yeah. So to your point, yeah, I thought that he outplayed Eddie Goldman a lot. And I think he's got a chance next season to really make a mark for himself in his on this defense and in the NFL. He got a lot of penalties. I also think that the referees are trying to kind of take him out of games a lot too, but I love his physicality and that nature that he played with.
1: Man, I like what you're saying there, Chris. Big body there, man. Big body. The dude can move too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Audience, next week's show, A-Dub and I are going to start breaking down free agency, but we want to close the loop there on that 2021 season to kind of give you guys our thoughts on cap casualties and also grading out that draft class. So, A-Dub, we're going to holler at them again next week, my guy. Yes, sir. And we are out.